Good morning and welcome to this morning's Court of Protection Service podcast brought to you by PM&M Wealth Management. I'm joined by directors Anthony Keane and James McIntyre this morning. Gentlemen, good morning. Uh, so I'm going to kick straight off, conscious of time. Uh, so tell me, what is the PM&M Court of Protection Service offering? Well, uh, the Court of Protection, they appoint solicitors as the deputy um, to look after financial decisions, health decisions and general support, um, which could be a map to employment for vulnerable clients. So, you know, there's usually a successful financial claim, which is made against a body and there's a financial reward and they require support from other professionals to look after that. So that incorporates a financial advisor and an accountant. Okay. Um, and so how's the... Uh How's our own Court of Protection Service offering come about? So we've worked with local solicitors for a number of years and it became quite apparent that there were too many parties involved. You know, solicitors have time constraints, so, um, you know, often the delegate needs a shoulder to lead on. You know, they need life advice, legal advice, claims for their income from DWP. Uh, They deal with Court of Protection requirements and ultimately they need an efficient process. So they're dealing with vulnerable clients who need a lot of support. So at least we can take some of that strain away. Yeah, and, and obviously in, in some of those instances, the amounts of money that we're talking about aren't insignificant. And so from the, the legal representation side of things, there's a perhaps an understandable fear of, of you know getting things wrong or not, or not doing things correctly. So having a... Uh, an additional professional at at the side can can have its merits there. You know, these are vulnerable clients, Neil, and often it feels like a lottery win to them, you know, and they've got a solicitor um, that's trying to protect that sustainability, and we've got a responsibility to look after those funds for the client. You know, absolutely. Um, And I'd be right in saying that, you know, each instance where we we provide the court protection service offering is, is very individual it's, it's bespoke in, in each case isn't it yeah absolutely you know there are a different set of objectives you know you might have individuals who've got the ability to to work those at university those thinking about you know the health deteriorating therefore we've got to consider a, you know a lot of um what if analysis really yeah circumstances I mean, like you said that 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 what if analysis lends itself and I'm sure Anthony can pick up on this, uh, to the, the, the concept of, of cash flow modelling. Yeah, I mean, it's just on the cash flow modelling, it's just a case of working out the what is, what the returns may be, protecting the clients against inflation, etc. And all we're really doing is working with the deputy to make sure the money's working as hard as possible and also meeting the client's needs. Um, but more importantly, we're looking at stress testing. And if the clients do make an investment, we're coming back and reviewing that investment and making sure that it's still on track, that the client's not going to run out of money. Um, and just generally looking after that financial planning piece. I think that financial planning piece is, is, is really worth picking up on as well because it's not just the initial advice, is it? You know, it's, it's okay to do the cash flow modelling uh, and to project forward. But like you say, it's really important that at, at future reviews, and in most instances we would we would probably expect six monthly reviews on this. We'd be looking at, at revisiting that cash flow modelling, looking at how the last six months has panned out, what we're aware of, if any changes of, of need or objective have occurred, uh, and it becomes, you know, that, that, that cash flow becomes a, a, a living and breathing thing, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it's not a one-off exercise. It's something that does need revisiting on a six-monthly basis to make sure that everything still is on track. But it also helps protect the deputy as well. The deputy has a duty to look after these funds on behalf of the vulnerable person and the person they're looking after the funds for. So it's helping the deputy to make sure that everything's staying on track um, and it's meeting the client's objectives. We're also thinking about the short-term, medium-term and long-term. So, you know, in the short-term, protecting any cash that they might have I often call that retained income, so funds that are providing cash flow for a defined period of time, be that five years worth of care or counselling or whatever it might be, which then allows the investment's time to grow and you know grow ahead of inflation to protect the long term um, you know needs of the client. And you know sometimes we look after um, some young individuals, and you know the solicitors and us are not going to be around when they're sixty-five necessarily. We've got to think about the retirement needs, you know, can we can they benefit from a little bit of tax relief? Can we make sure there's a plan in place for, you know, the very long term too? Yeah, I mean, the the timing aspect of it is, is key, isn't it? Because, you know, the, there isn't there isn't an end date on these plans. End, end date is, you know, is, is death, I suppose. And, you know, if you, if you project that forward, you know, good old Captain Tom reaching 100, you know, th- there's... There is a significant period of time involved. Um, a couple of other things I just wanted to, to kind of pick up on there as well. And one is from a planning point of view and the reviews that we do, it's fair to say that the documented evidence of reviews and planning is, is a, a, a really valuable part of the process for the for the deputy, isn't it? For the other legal professionals involved, that they know that they've got something uh, you know, r- robust to, to, to read, to hold on file, to, to rely on, to show that they've uh, they've delivered their obligations for, under the Court of Protection. Yeah, so we understand that they've got certain obligations to report back to the Court of Protection annually. So we make sure that the valuations tie in with the Court of Protection dates. Um, you know, and having that review of the risk profile, you know, how are the investments doing? Um, are they on track and revisiting the cash flow so that they're able to, you know, present this information to the court of protection to show that they're, you know, they're meeting the responsibilities. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, I'm going to come back to that in a in a second because um, one of the things that, that we would also look to do at the review stage is, is look at the tax planning part of it. And that's where we can involve other elements of the PM&M team. So, like I said, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. But you've you've already um, referenced referenced investments and and, and, and risk. Um, so, from a from an underlying investment perspective, uh, what what does that typically look like? What what options are that you know the, the investment world is is you know it's a it's a potential minefield out there. Where where do you start? Yeah, I mean, there are a few options out there. I mean, more often not, people start with cash, so it's important to make sure you've got enough cash to deal with your immediate needs. But after that, we talk about long-term investments. Then we run a series of model portfolios, which meets most people's requirements. These portfolios are run by the Investment Committee at PM&M um, in conjunction with a partnership with AJ Bell. So as well as the directors of PM&M sitting on that committee, we also have a... a um, a passive fund manager looking after the funds as well as an active fund manager so the funds are looked at on a daily basis so if something changes in the investment world in terms of stock market movements uh, increasing base rates things like that we can make immediate changes to the portfolio 
So the clients and the deputy have the reassurance that those portfolios are being looked at on a daily basis and changes are being made on a constant basis as and when required to take advantage of any changing in the market situation. That's fair enough. I mean, again, um, I mean, picking up on that, very much a case of, of diversification is, is key, isn't it? Um, that the world's an ever ever changing and ever evolving place, and so you you need to have all bases covered from an from an investment perspective. Um, understandably, we see clients who perhaps have an attitude to risk, which leads them to feel, in the first instance, that they're more cautious. Um, what what comment would you would you give to that in terms of long term financial planning? Oh, now there's a question. Um, naturally, people are cautious of money. Everybody thinks about the downs more than the ups. Um, but as long as you've got a a well managed, well diversified portfolio, then you can protect yourselves against those downsides. So just looking at our average model, it includes twenty eight different fund managers. Um, we look at seventy different asset classes. So everything from uh, cash, corporate bonds, government gilts through to emerging markets, UK markets, US, etc. And we also make sure we're not never overexposed to any one particular area. So in our typical portfolio, we never have an exposure more than 5% to any one area. So what we find is through that diversification, the reality is that Wells kind of 75% of the portfolio may be moving up on 25% down. That 75% moving up will give you those consistent returns. Um, and when we look at the kind of portfolios that we're building for the cost protection cases, which by the very nature do tend to be on the more cautious side of the scale, um, we expect returns of between 5.1 and 6.1%. Um, and when we look back at the portfolios, which have been stress tested over a 20 year period, those are the averages that those portfolios return and more than meet the clients and the deputies' requirements. No, that's good. And I think, again, that links back into what James has just said about the, the concept of retained income, um, that by keeping an amount of cash for the, the, the shorter term, uh, it means that the the invested growth assets are, are able to do their thing. They're, they're able to, you know, to go out to work, aren't they, metaphorically? That, that's right. The investments do go out to work. And I think it's important to note that as well as looking at changes in the market, we're looking at the changes in the in the clients and the deputy circumstances as well. So it's it's not just about the markets. When we talk about reviews, and yes, we come back and we have six 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 month reviews where we come back and revisit the portfolios and have discussions with the deputies. It's important to know that we're available for ad hoc meetings or conversations in between as well, because life isn't a straight line and as changes happen and invariably something comes out of the, the blue, then we're able to deal with that. The deputy can simply pick up the phone and we can have a conversation and move forward on whatever the point or whatever the situation is. It's not just a six-monthly thing. Yeah, it's, it's very much a relationship more than anything, isn't it? That, uh, you know, once engaged, we are there on the end of the phone or, or available for meetings uh, as, as and when necessary. The, the, the lion's share of the work gets done at the six-monthly meetings uh, once the plan is up, and, up in place, up and running. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, of accessibility and, and advice that's available in, in the interim. I'm going to go back now to the, the point we were uh, referencing on uh, reporting every uh, every six months uh, or, or, or at whatever frequency is required um, and we touched on the aspects of, of tax planning. Um, invariably, 
we would look at accessing our internal uh, experts from a tax perspective. So it's probably as good a point as any to, to just cover off um, who and what are PM&M uh, and their bread scope and specialisms. The biggest advantage of you know, the, the service offering that we're looking to introduce to solicitors is the fact that we've got an array of you know, service functions under, under one roof. You know, fundamentally, as far as a deputy is concerned, we can act as the financial advisor to provide that planning piece, the investment manager via our investment committee, but also we can act as the accountant as well. You know, um, these are, like we talked about, you know, in, in many cases, significant numbers, and therefore tax planning is crucial. You know, be that ensuring that we're getting tax relief on pension contributions. Um, you know, when we implement changes within the portfolio to, to manage the capital gains effectively. So we'll have a team um, that work with the deputy, um, you know, that is a financial advisor, uh, an accountant, and also under the bonnet, you know, we'll have some relationship managers as well, um, you know, some technical expertise, and we'd, we'd always introduce that team to the, um, you know, to, to the deputy. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fine. And... Anthony picking back up on that as well uh, from a, a, a due diligence perspective for any uh, any law firms looking to work with us um, you know who and what are PM&M? <laughs> well PM&M we've been around for, a, for 102 years now we're basically a 120 person firm uh, covering all expertise in tax accounts wealth management corporate finance etc and I think that, that James just picked up an important point, point there. When you come to PMM, you get a team. So just focusing on the wealth management side of things, each client will be allocated a financial advisor, a power planner, which is a technical person, uh, and an administrator, client relationship person as well as a main point of contact. So it's important to know there's always somebody on the end of the phone or always somebody contactable should you know the, the advisor looking at that particular case be aware. Um, I mean, not to... To reveal any ages at this stage, but there's an awful lot of expertise in PMM and just sat around between the three of us at this moment in time. How I think, rude! I think I think <laughs> I think there's somewhere in the region of 65 years of financial expertise and planning in this room currently. Um, so I think it's the team thing is a, is a really important part to pick up on the fact that it's it's not just an individual advisor; it is an individual advisor surrounded by another hundred plus expertise. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'm going to go slightly left field in, in this next question because I'm going to use the word sustainability in the sense that sustainability, because of the size of our team and the breadth of offering that we have, means that um, a, a, a court of protection case that we may look after, um, you know, the team around that evolves over time because invariably, you know, advisors retire. Uh, new members of the team join us but sustainability as a word itself is very much a buzzword in the investment world at the moment uh, and, and probably in life as well how does sustainability within within the investment world uh, impact on, on what we can offer yeah we've talked about cash flow planning a lot haven't we and you know the reality of this is we've talked about this being a lottery win and you know, often we see the clients approaching the deputy saying, I want a new computer, I want the latest iPhone. You know, we've got a responsibility to protect the client and to 
provide advice to the deputy to make sure these funds will last. So, you know, we we always we need to understand the client's objectives first and foremost. You know, are they going to be able to work? Um, is this portfolio there to provide an income to support them through life? You know, are they going to have a family potentially? So we really need to understand those long-term objectives. And then I'm also thinking the sustainability element of what we would refer to as ESG, um, but the, 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 the underlying investment sustainability of, of people increasingly looking towards the the ethical, sustainable, kind of governed uh, side of things. What availability is there within the portfolios we manage for, for, for those kind of uh, more ethical, sustainable investments? Yeah, we've seen a, a recent trend, particularly in younger generations, you know, um, where there's a, a real care about the environment or social issues or whatever, and you know, and therefore we needed to ensure that we've got that. You know, we've got a proactive investment pr approach where our investment team are doing their ongoing due diligence. We've got an ESG offering that does exactly the same thing. Um, so we're able to make sure that we can satisfy those, you know, um, social, economic, and environmental issues uh, within a within a proactively managed portfolio for for a very similar cost. Okay. No, that that's that's good. Thank you. So I mean. Again, picking up on, on what you've just said there, costs um, can often be perceived as being a barrier to, to financial advice. Um, are you able to explain, or either of you able to explain how POM charge for our quarter protection service and, and, and where the value lies? Yeah, I think the, the, the real value is that we'll, you know, we'll kind of package up a tailored service. So we, we're able to offer what is required in line with your you know processes um, we will typically charge an initial fee um, to set up the investments and the initial planning um, which is to cover our time um, after that you know we are our ongoing cost is incredibly competitive uh, in the marketplace Anthony's already talked about you know within the investment portfolio itself uh, we look at passive funds where we don't see that there's any value adding an investment manager. Um, that allows us to keep costs down. But also within this service, you know, we, we're going to cover the cost of that um, tax return. You know, that's part of the service. Yeah. Um, you know, it goes hand in hand with running investment portfolio. And we want to make sure that we can offer a, you know, a smooth, efficient process, but make sure it's as cost effective as possible. Yeah, okay, well, that's good, thank you. Um, so in terms of who we can help with this service, do you view it as being for you know new court of protection awards or for or, or for existing uh, uh, existing cases? What do you how do you, how do you perceive it's it being used? I mean, we typically see it you know for brand new clients. Um, solicitors often have a panel of advisors, and they'll try and place their client with the appropriate advisor depending on the circumstances, which is very much the right thing to do, you know. Um, that being said, we also, it, this, this touches on costs a little bit as well, you know, it's, it's very important that the solicitors have the ability to do their ongoing due diligence on the financial advisor and the businesses that they work with, so there's no exit penalties and therefore, you know, the reality is we might may pick up cases where an advisor's retired or a business has changed elsewhere and we can, you know, we can start the planning again and revisit the planning. Yeah, 
and I think it's it, it would be fair to say that you know the door is very much open. We are we are more than happy to to look at offering a, a in some instances perhaps even a second opinion uh, if a if a law firm wanted us to look at a, a, an existing court of protection case that's 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 under management that we can uh, uh, perhaps provide better service at, yeah. at lower cost i think it's really important as well you know if, if we sit on a panel of advisors within within your business actually we're here just to you know you can pick our brains you can utilize that you know you can ask questions of us and bring a fresh pair of eyes at the planning you know and ultimately you may engage with us and if not you might re-establish that the planning in place is is, is okay yeah, I mean, it, it can be the reassurance, can't it, that that what you have in place is is still fit for purpose. Yeah. Uh, that that in itself adds some value, um, and you know, commercially, if if we've looked after you, then you know, bear us in mind for next time, perhaps. Yeah, one of our core values is doing the right thing. You know, um, ultimately, uh, you know, we ask questions, pick our brains, and you know, that will invariably you know lead to us working together on on on, on several occasions. I think the the values one is a is an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, you know it it probably picks back up with some of the ethical, sustainable kind of governance uh, metrics that we've we've already touched on. Um, but in terms of the the values that I think we all subscribe to, but are you know pretty much up on the wall behind us. I'll let Anthony just you know cover cover those off. So you know what what from a PM and M values perspective, um, uh, all the, all those values you know that that we that we do aim to metaphorically live and breathe. Yeah, I mean as a, as a firm, our values are, are achievement, doing the right thing, fun and quality. I think that that goes through the entire team, and I think it's important just to pick up a point James made before about asking questions when somebody asks a question they're just asking a question of one person coming back to that whole team thing you're, af- you're asking a question of, a, of 120 people so you can ask the question um, and just using one of your analogies Neil it's, it's a bit like going visiting a GP and we point you in the right, de- right direction to, to an expert on a subject matter so it's having that breadth and depth of knowledge um, but I think we can honestly say that individually and as a firm we all do we kind of almost live and breathe those things and I think essential to that is doing the right thing yeah I, I think it, it might sound a slightly peculiar value to have for an accountancy practice that's also got a wealth management arm but but fun um, is is quite a key component isn't it because you know ultimately we, we want to enjoy what we're doing we want to enjoy working with those other businesses that we do work with um, and so certainly across the, the, the professional services world and some of the solicitor firms that we, we would look to work with and do currently work with uh, on court protection cases in particular, uh, knowing that we can, you know, join you and socialise and, and, you know, look after each other in work and out of work is, is also a, a, a key thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, I always like to think that as a whole, we always bring a sense of humour to the table. I mean, we are dealing with, with quite dry matters often, um, albeit serious and they're important. But I think if we can approach it with a sense of humour, having some fun and doing the right thing, I think that all feeds through to the end result, which ultimately is a better outcome for the person, you know, the client themselves. No, absolutely. I mean, the, the last question I've got on my um, list of bullet points here was, was you know, what differentiates PM&M from other investment specialists and, you know, why should 
you, the listener, work with us. Um, I guess you've probably covered that off to a certain degree, but you know, between yourself, Anthony, and James, you know, is there anything else there that that would signpost the listener to us, and and why why use why use PMM wealth management? I think the key thing is that we're we're very down to earth as a team, very knowledgeable, but we're down to earth and approachable. We're very passionate about what we do. These scenarios are, you know, with vulnerable clients. Um, you know, they have very different needs. Needs. They might need a, sh- you know, a shoulder to lean on, um, and then they need to understand the complexities of financial advice. And we care about people, you know. So I think that that's crucial when you're dealing with these court protection cases. Um, you know, obviously we. We've got a full-time investment team, which you know stands us out from a crowd. The ongoing due diligence is there for you. Um, we have various service lines under one roof, you know. So instead of dealing with an accountant, a financial advisor, and an investment manager, you know you deal with PM and M. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well. As far as my list of questions goes, that's that's about it. So all I would say to you know you the listener is is pick up the phone, uh, send us a message on you know Twitter, LinkedIn, or anything else. We'd be more than happy to have a have a chat, uh, and and look to meet up for a coffee perhaps. Um, and so that just leaves me to say thank you to Anthony, thank you to James. Uh, uh, this has been the, the, the debut podcast in uh, PMM Wealth Management World, so we, we, we look forward to repeating the exercise. Feel free to, to tell us what you'd like us to talk about next. Thank you.